welcome to the Hope City Church podcast. We're so excited for you to listen along and hear this week's message. We pray it inspires and motivates and draws you closer to Jesus. Let's take a listen. Uh, we are starting a new series today. It's a little, it's a little mini series we're starting, and it's called uh, The Generous Life. It's called The Generous Life, and today, today I'm calling our message It's in you to give. If you say to yourself, man, I've heard that somewhere before. It's in you to give. It's in you to give. It's because I straight ripped it off from Canadian blood services. And here's why I ripped it off. Canada Blood Services came up with a genius tagline. Uh, It is this great, it's Canada Blood Services. It's in you to give. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's really amazing. Because they're saying that blood is in you so you can give it. But they're also saying it's in you to give. Like, come on, man. You can do it. Give. And I was like, wow. That is deep. That is like, that is a deep double entendre. (laughs) Double entendre just means it has two meanings that you got to think about for a while before you get it. Spell it. E-N-T-R-E-D-R-E. I know how to Google things, so... Uh, so the generous life, it's in you to give. Now, before we get too far into this, um, I want to tell you, first of all, well, let me, let me back up before I even explain this to you. Uh, we don't talk about, we don't talk about giving an overly amount here at Hope City Church. Um, when we take up our offerings, uh, we don't spend, I have been in churches where they take an offering for an hour. And it was very, 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 very long time. And I was like, wow, this is very long. I feel like that's enough. Um, But we don't talk a lot about giving. We'll take up an offering. Sometimes we'll share a thought. We'll share a scripture. Uh, But we do believe 1,000% in the principles you find in the word of God about giving and tithing. That's why next week, Pastor Blake's going to talk about tithing and give some some strong foundation about what that looks like. Uh, But... The generous life. What does generous actually mean? Which is a good place to start. So generous means this. Number one, it's characterized by noble or kindly spirit, a generous heart. Number two, it means liberal in giving. And number three, marked by abundance or ample proportion. I don't know about you, but in my life, I want to be known as a generous person. Not just with my money, but with every area of who I am. I want people to say when I'm dead and gone and I'm not around anymore, I want people to say, you know what? Jake was a really generous person. And here's what I want to say before we get off the bat. Before we take off, before everybody gets all, oh, he's talking about money. We're not just talking about money. We're talking about being generous in a life and what that actually means like, what it actually means to you, what it actually looks like in your, in your everyday life to be generous. So it's called the generous life. It's in you to give. Everybody said, thank you, Canada Blood Services. It's in you to give. It's in you to give. Go with me to Genesis chapter 1. Let's take a look here. Sometimes if you want to know how something starts, you got to go to the beginning. Deep thought, right? Go with me to Genesis chapter 1, and let's look at something very interesting. 
Genesis chapter 1. This is the creation account, right? Genesis chapter 1 is, is the Bible telling us how the earth was made and what God did and how he made the animals and put everything together. And in verse 26, it says, Then God said, Let us make human beings in our image to be like us. Now, if you stop for a second, first of all, uh, if you stop for a second and you, you take a step back and you look at what has happened in Genesis chapter 1 so far, it is a picture of God giving life. Everybody say giving life. Look at your other neighbor and say he gave life. He created birds, didn't he? He created fish. He created the, the, the rhinoceros. He created the hippopotamus. He created the giraffe. He created the, the platypus that nobody understands why that thing looks the way it does, but he still created it. He created, uh, I don't know, the locusts, the grasshoppers, all those things God gave them life. And you know that if you read in the previous verses, in each verse, every time he created it, he said, and they will create or they will recreate themselves after their own kind, after their own kind. But did you know that in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 that we are the only thing that are created in his image every toucan is created like every toucan before it and it looks the same and it's got the same things in it it's got the the crocodiles are all the same for generations for generations for generations for generations but the bible says when it came to us he created us in his image now that word image in the hebrew is the word t-s-e-l-e-m salem i don't know but it means this resemblance, hence a representative figure. So God made you in his image so that you are a representative of him. That means that you are just like him. And what was God doing in this section of passage of scripture? He was giving life. And if you are made in God's image, what does that mean? It means that inside of you, because you made just like him, inside of you, you are created to give. And not give death, but to give life. And to be creative and to create things. That's whose image you were made in. You are made in the image of the creator. And I don't know about you, but that is pretty exciting for me because there's some things in my life that I need to overcome because I am made in the image of God and because I have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, I can overcome those things. He says, you're made in the image of God. And if you're made in the image of God, guess what? It's in you to give. Because it's in God's nature to give. God is a giver. That means because you're made just like him, you are created to be a giver. <laughs> you know, the great thing about um, talking about giving in church is people always automatically think you're talking about money. First of all, I want to tell you, I'm not talking about money. I am talking about having a generous nature and being a giving person. Your money happens to be part of that. But it's talking about your very DNA. You are created to give of yourself. I'm glad Casey's here. 
I think it's crazy when people come to church and, and they get offended about money. You know, you can go anywhere else in the world and talk about money and nobody gets offended, but you come to church, talk about money, everybody's like, oh, that preacher's talking about money again. <laughs> Always talking about money. But you go anywhere else in the world, people talk about money. Oh, how much does it cost? What does this cost? What's it going to cost me? How much do I got to pay for that? What do I gotta, oh, it's going to cost me how much? Oh, my gosh. How much did you make? You made that much money? What, are they, what did you pay for that? You, people talk about money everywhere you go. But you come to church, it's like, oh. And here's a thought I had this morning, sitting in the dark on my front porch watching it rain. I think it's a stronghold of the devil where he is trying to bind up the body of Christ so that we're not generous people so that we can't accomplish the things that God has for us to do. Could you imagine if God was stingy? We would all be in trouble. <laughs> Could you imagine? Father, Father, I need this. Well, do you really? <laughs> yes, I, I'm going to go broke. Well, eh, you made some bad choices. This one's on you. <laughs> I mean, I could meet that need. Of course I could meet that need. But am I going to? I don't know. I don't know. Let me pray about it. The great thing is, is God's not after your money. God's not up in heaven balancing some cosmic debt. Oh my gosh, I, I owe these people so much money. If I could just get the church to give, then I could pay off my debts. Do you know what it costs to make a hippopotamus? Like, I am still in debt over that hippopotamus I made. I don't know what I'm going to do. These people, the mob's coming after me. I don't know what I'm going to do. Here's what God's after. And I'm sure you've heard this a million times. He's after your heart. He does not want your money. God does not need your money. I'm sorry. I created, God created the heavens and the universe and everything you see. And he created your body and all the intricacies that are inside of it. And you trying to tell me that you think God needs your money? God does not need your money. What God's after is your heart. It's in you to give. You are created to be a giver. Do you ever, some of the most disgusting things I've ever had in my mouth come from a baby. Yep, just hang on a minute, I'll get there. When babies are born, when babies are born and they grow up and they start later like two months, three months, four months, five months old, and they start sitting up, and they start eating their own food. They have their bottles in their mouth. They have those arrowroot digestive cookies. You know what I'm talking about? Is that what they're called, arrowroot? I think they do taste good, but they're, they're made so that babies can gnaw on them and they get slimy, you know, and it's like that, that cookie paste comes and, and it's all over their hands. Like it's literally, their hand is covered in this arrowroot cookie paste. Does anybody know what I'm talking about here? <laughs> Jordan's like, yes, I know what you're talking about. And the baby's sitting there, and they look so cute. They look, don't babies look cute? And they're like sitting up, eating this cookie all by themselves, and it's everywhere. And they're like, they're so happy. And if you get too close to their face, what do, what do babies instinctively do? Yep, right in your face. They want to share it with you. They want to give you some of their, they're enjoying it so much, they want to give it to you. 
It's everywhere. It's like on their eyelashes. It's just all over the place. And they just they stick it right in your mouth. Some of the grossest things I've ever had in my life inside my mouth have been because a baby put it there. One time I was holding Sydney when she was a toddler. I was throwing in the air. It was just a magical time. We were in the house. I was, Wee! And she was laughing. It was so great. And one time she goes up. I'm laughing. She's laughing. And barf comes right out of her mouth. Right into my mouth. But here's why I'm saying this. Because babies, when they're born, their nature, before it's corrupted and polluted and, and all the selfishness and all the feelings about themselves have gotten the way, when they're at their very purest, what is their nature to do? They want to share with you. They want to give with you. Right? Because inside of who you were created to be, you are the very core a giver. It's inside you to give. That's what God's looking for. He's looking for your heart and for you to be a giver like he is. Okay, let's get out of the Old Testament for a minute. Let's go to the New Testament. Let's go to, Gen, um, let's go to John chapter 10. And you know this scripture. John 10.10 10 says this, The thief's purpose, the devil's purpose, the thief, the enemy, his whole purpose is to steal and to kill, Right? But my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. Who's talking here? Jesus. And what does Jesus say his purpose to do? To? Is to what? I'm sorry. It's to? It's to give. To give a rich and satisfying life. The New King James says to give life and life more abundantly. So we see in the beginning that you're created in God's image and God is giving life. God is the giver of life, right? And so you are created to be a giver. Here we see Jesus talking and he says the thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy and just to ruin as much as he can. And he's trying to bring you down. But my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life. His purpose is to give. Now, how did he give you a rich and satisfying life? That's such a good question, Justin. I'm so glad you asked it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 20 for a second. Matthew chapter 20, verse 28 says this. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, gasp, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. To give his life as a ransom. Who are we talking about here? Who are we talking about? Are you sure? Everybody's like, I don't know. Are we talking about Jesus? Are we talking about Jesus? Are we in the same building right now? Are you hearing the same words I'm saying? That I Jesus came to give his life as a ransom. What did Jesus come to do? Are you picking up what I'm putting down here? I don't know if you're smelling what I'm cooking. So in John 10.10, he says, my purpose is to give you a rich and satisfying life. How did he give us a rich and satisfying life? Well, he came to give his life for us, right? And that's how he gave us a rich and satisfying life. Now, how did Jesus come to earth to give his life as a ransom? How did that happen? Well, let's go backwards some more. Let's go to John chapter 3, verse 16. 
What does John 3.16 say? It's like the most popular scripture in the Bible that you see at like all the sporting events. You see the signs of all times. Like John 3.16, it says this. For this is how God loved the world. This is how God loved the world. This is how he loved the world. This is how God loved the world. Okay? If you want to know how God loved the world, this is it. This is what, this is what he did. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. So Jesus came to give his life as a ransom for many, for all, so that he could give us a rich and satisfying life. And he was able to do that because God loved us so much that he gave his one and only son. Are you seeing a pattern here? I don't know about you, but when I look at these scriptures, I see a lot of giving taking place. I see God giving. I see Jesus giving. And the kind of giving that we see that started the whole process is what we call sacrificial giving. He gave his one and only son. He gave his one and only son. Have you ever had a one and only? When somebody asks you for your last piece of gum? Like, but it's my last piece of gum. Yeah, I want it. My breath stinks. Well, it's your problem. But it's my last piece of gum. I can't give that to you. If I give it to you, I won't have any gum for me. Are you passing out gum now? Be generous. Not just one piece, many pieces. God gave his only, his one and only son so that his son could come and give his life to pay your ransom, to pay your debts, so that by paying that ransom, he would give you a rich and satisfying life. It's in you. It's in your genetic makeup. It is in your spiritual DNA to be a giver. If you were created in the image of God, and God, we can see all through the word, is giving over and over and over again, then we are called to be givers. Can I get a hot hallelujah up in this house? Casey, I'm so glad you're here today. You see in this verse, John 3, 16, God loved you so much that he, had, he gave. You are driven to give by love. Matthew 6, 21 says, where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. You give to what you love. And thank God that he loved us, so he gave to us. <laughs> whatever you love, whatever that is, you give to it. 
Man, you could love a drink from Tim Hortons. You will, give your, you will drive there and you will give your money. You could love a hamburger from Triple O's and you will drive there. And you could love a movie. You could love a person. And whatever that is you love, you will give to what you love because you are driven by love to give to that thing. Go with me to one more section of scripture. Mark chapter 16. It's one of the accounts of Jesus' last words in bodily form before he ascends to heaven. He's talking to the disciples. He's got, us, he's got them all gathered together. He's like, boys, I got some more things to say to you before I go to heaven. In verse 15, he said this. He tells them all. He's like, listen to me. Listen to me. He's like, Peter, stop talking and listen to me. Peter was always talking, I think. He's like, Peter, just stop talking for a minute and listen to what I have to say to you. Peter's the guy who cut off the guy's ear. Peter's the one who had all the questions all the time. He's like, Peter, just stop talking. Sit down. Listen to me. And he says this. He says, go into all the world and preach the good news to everybody. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everybody. Go into all the world and preach the good news to everybody. We're called to give away what we have received ourselves. There's three kinds of giving in life. There's three things that you can give away. You can give away your time, you can give away your energy, and you can give away your money and your resources. Those are the three areas of giving that you can really find. And they're all important. And I have found this. If you're stingy in one of those areas, you're generally stingy in all of those areas. Because it's, it's, it's an attitude that permeates. If you get stingy, you don't want to share anything you have. You can't be generous with your money, but stingy with your time. You can't be generous with your energy and your resources, but not want to give money or your time. What do those three things look like? Sometimes... Being generous looks like sitting down with somebody and listening to them talk and not doing all the talking, but listening. What? I need to talk. 70 30. 70-30. 70-30 refers to the rule for our Connect Group leaders. Listen 70% of the time and do the talking 30% of the time. Because you learn a lot about people by listening to them. And you can answer the questions they're really trying to ask and, and the needs they're really trying to get met by listening to them. Anyways. You've got your time. You've got your energy. You've got your resources. And you can't be generous with one and stingy with the others. It's not the way it's designed to work. It's not how it works. Either you're generous in nature or you're not. Either you're a giver in all areas of your life or you're not. It's in you to give. 
And here's what happens. The circumstances of life begin to rise up. The enemy begins to rise up and cause problems in your life where you say, I can't give my time. I can't give of myself to that. I can't go and do this. I can't give my money. I got to pay this bill. And the enemy begins to talk louder to you than what the nature that God put inside of you is trying to say. And it stops you dead in your tracks and you become bound up and held by shame and captivity and not being able to do what God has called you to do because you were created to be a generous person, living a generous life with your time, your energy, and your resources. When Jesus said, go into all the world, it takes all three of those things to go into all the world and make disciples of all the nations. It takes time, it takes a lot of your energy, and it takes a lot of resources. There's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of places. You got to go to China. You got to go to the Philippines. You got to go to Switzerland. You got to go to Chile. You got to go to Colombia. You got to go to Vancouver. You got to go across the street to Starbucks and meet with somebody. But all those things take your time and your energy and your resources. I'm so glad that we don't serve a a stingy God who didn't give to us. But like it said in John 3, 16, he loved you so much that he gave to you. And what did he give to you? His one and only. His one and only. The only one he had. The only thing he had. I'll give you this. It's my one and only. But you're worth it. Your freedom is worth it. Paying your debt is worth it. Giving you a rich and satisfying life is worth it. Having you not live in shame and guilt and doubt and worry and fear is worth it. So God sent his son and gave him to pay that price for you. Thanks so much for joining us today. We hope you are drawn closer to Jesus and that his spirit, his love, and his life are filling you right now. If you'd like more info about who we are and what we're doing at Hope City, head over to hopecitychurch.ca to find out more. And if you liked what you heard, head over to iTunes and rate the podcast to spread the word so others can hear too. And oh, one more thing before we go. We just want to remind you that you were made for hope.